Welcome to the Girl Power Alliance podcast, where you're going to meet and hear from some inspiring women with incredible stories who are leading in business and in faith. We are on a mission to impact the world by empowering women to dream bigger through kingdom-minded mentoring and leadership. This is where women grow. Welcome back to another episode of the Girl Power Alliance podcast. I have a stunning guest on today who has just a some incredible nuggets of truth to drop with you. I'm very excited about Katura. She is a mental health practitioner, a women's empowerment mindset coach. <laughs> that was a mouthful and it is a mouthful. She's a faith-based motivational speaker and the host of the Social Recharge podcast. She dedicates specific attention and intention to helping women reimagine and overcome the personal challenges that keep them from excelling in all areas of life, business, and relationships that used to hold them back. Katura believes that a woman who uh, is grounded and secure in her uncompromised identity has the power to turn any crisis into a celebration for good. That's quite the bio. Welcome. Well, thank you so much for having me. And I think the reason for such a mouthful with a bio like that is because God has done that much in my life, you know? Um, And perhaps in time, I'll be able to narrow it down so I could say it in two sentences. But, But God's work in my life is so, so immense that all I can do is boast about Him. And everything I... Everything that you just read in that bio is really God and what he's done in my life. Uh, Hey, it's not too much. I'm sure there's even more. I I would venture to guess that's like the Cliff Notes version of of actually (laughs) all that you are and all that you do. And it's so important. One of the things that I felt very passionate about when we were launching Girl Power Alliance was to really highlight women like you that are coaches because there are coaches in general are a dime a dozen, but coaches that really center all of their mentoring and all of their um, practices around faith are very few and far between. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, coming from a social work background, one of the things that I learned is, you know, the bio, psychosocial and spiritual aspect. And as a Christian coming into social work, I remember when I, when I was a social worker, I remember being super excited, like, oh, spiritual, then I can really, really make an impact. And I learned very quickly that the definition for spiritual within a secular context is so different uh, from what I was coming into it with. So yeah, I celebrate that. And I also celebrate Girl Power Alliance for being grounded um, in faith in, in, in Christ as well. Yeah. It's, it's the bigger mission for all of us, really. I mean, we utilize the, our businesses and the things that we do as tools to go out and be the hands and feet in the world. And because, you know, we all need to make an income, but really the bigger mission, the bigger mission for you, for me, for Girl Power Alliance as a whole, and for million, for millions and millions of us on the planet is to continue just to further the cause, right? To continue to share the, the mission and the message of Jesus Christ. So we use all these little things but really we're all aligned in what we're doing and why we're doing it. Absolutely. Absolutely. 
Um, mm-hmm. I love that you started in social work. So t- take us on a little bit of a journey. So you started in social work and, you know, maybe you really just believe that that's where you were going to be able to have the biggest impact and, and kind of how did that transpire that you're doing what you're doing now? Yeah. So before social work, I have to give you a, a, an even further backstory to that, but I promise I'll keep it as brief as possible. Uh, so professionally, I started off as a high school teacher. And in the midst of all of that, I was married with children. And after 12 years, that marriage ended. And when I got remarried to my husband, who I met and we got married eight weeks later, which is another story. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, we got married eight weeks later. But in the midst of all of that, there was number one, me making such a huge life uh, shift, which required um, a whole lot of space that I didn't have because I was working, I was busy, I was doing all of these different things. Uh, But in addition to that, there were four children, my four biological, who were also dealing with still uh, the aftermath of my separation and divorce with my first husband. And then, you know, I say to them, hey, I met somebody and we're getting married and we're going to be a new family. (laughs) Yeah, right. Drum roll. Let's go. (laughs) So there was all of that, that, that they had to deal with, but, uh, to add another layer on top of this, my bonus child, his dad, who is my husband and his wife, how that marriage ended, she passed away. So she, yeah, she passed away suddenly. And then he was without a mother. And then 11 weeks after his mom dies, which is eight weeks after my husband and I met, then he has a new mom and four siblings. And it's a lot, a lot of transition going on there. Yeah. Yeah. So with all of that and all of the emotional turbulence that I myself was dealing with, a lot of it was still unresolved. Even if I had gotten married, there was a lot of that unresolved stuff that, of course, over time and later on, I realized and and worked through. But on the surface level for me, I just thought, okay, there's absolutely no way I should be working with all of that going on. But I am such a naturally driven individual. I love to contribute. I love being in a space where I'm helping. And so I was just looking for ways, opportunities to to still do a little bit of that while I stayed at home. And so it started off with me working as a behavioral assistant that eventually just morphed into me becoming a crisis clinician for um, a mental health agency. So, so that's really on the, on the work side, how the social work and all of that came into play. Well, but again, <laughs> we could do a whole podcast on blended family. So we, I, we were a blended family. I had been single with, um, I have three children with my younger two for uh, over six years when I met my husband. And so, you know, it's kind of this, I, I know that's not where where we intended to go. But the thing about being a blended family, um, that's a whole journey in and of itself. And I was very, I had like visions of the Brady Bunch, you know, <laughs> like, yeah, it's going to all come together. It's just going to be this, you know, beautiful thing. God put us together and, you know, it's a lot of work. Oh, it certainly is. It certainly is. And, and you know, perhaps on, on another episode, we can definitely share about that because there is so much that, 
that goes unspoken, but the other thing too, and I, again, I know this is not the intent of our, of our episode. Maybe but, it is though. Maybe that's where God's <laughs> taken us. <laughs> yeah. But another thing is that when we say blended family, there are so many ideas that just pop up in our head. And it's a lot of it based on, you know, secular versions or secular viewpoints, but but God has something beautiful that he intends for all of us. And, and he is the glue that binds us together. Yeah. Um, and I, even that, I can definitely celebrate the beautiful, beautiful outcome that we've experienced as a family, as a blended family. And even when I say blended family, I include my ex-husband because he's very much part of this equation, um, you know, which, I, and you cannot throw out the baby with the bathwater. Right. So, so yeah. But um but as far as me transitioning from social work to um mindset mentorship with women um and the social recharge, this really the best way I could put it is that God had to do a work in my heart first and foremost. Yep. There was a lot about me, my identity, my worth, my confidence that I was basically scratching the surface and living in and being so satisfied with because of many of unfortunate uh, events that took place in my life that really just shaped how I viewed myself, viewed what I have to offer, etc. And when I married my husband, I think every spot that was just kind of tucked away, every emotional issue that I was facing, this marriage, it put everything under the microscope. And the only way that I could move forward was to to stop making excuses for myself, to stop hiding. And there were many even tucked away issues that I had that I didn't even know were tucked away Mm -hmm. that, again, this marriage uncovered every single thing. And so I went through this process while I'm being a mom, wearing the mom hat. Oh, and by the way, my husband is a pastor. So there's all of that. <laughs> there's all no of pressure that. there. No, 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 absolutely none. And, and, and if I, let me just backtrack. My husband is a pastor, but he did not marry the traditional pastor's wife. He married a woman who when it came to that aspect of our relationship, I came into it kicking and screaming and with my, with my arms folded saying, here's what I'm not going to do. And so he was dealing with all of that as well. And God was just looking at me like, mm-hmm, yep, you asked me to transform your life and I'm giving it to you exactly how you asked it. And, um, my husband, one time in a conversation, it was only five months after our marriage, there were many, again, issues that I had to deal with uh, and that I had to take to the cross, take, you know, take to the foot of the cross. But I, I had built up so many defense mechanisms over the years coming from a home that how bad I don't want to go too much into too much because then it opens up another layer and a layer and a layer. It'll be a right? seven hour podcast. I know, <laughs> I know, right? But <laughs> but number one, identity was a huge one, huge challenge for me. My sense of worth, another one. Confidence, I had confidence in what I knew that I could do, 
But in the stuff that I had to step out in faith and do, nope, absolutely not. Foundationally, um, my, my idea of marriage was very, very skewed. And that stemmed from not having the best example. My mom and dad were married for many years. Um, They actually still are legally married, but they have been separated for over 20 years. Wow. Yeah. Uh, So age 16, I move out of my home because of my family being torn apart. And when I say move out of my home, I mean move to a different country, new culture, new everything. So that's me there. Age 19, I get married because, like, what else do you do? You get married, and that's going to solve your problems, right? Um, But on top of all of that, we're just taking surface, surface, surface solutions and not really going to the root, to the heart. So I, I, I feel like I needed to kind of say that because to just jump, I mean, I'm hopping over each event and each, each, um, each area where God did a lot of work. So, so all of that in a nutshell is what kind of became the avalanche that, that just fell on top of me when my husband, who after five months of marriage had every reason to divorce me because I just was not, I did not, I I wasn't honoring the marriage vow that I made. And he could have just said, you know what deuces I'm out. I'm not beat for this. I don't have time for this nonsense. But he, when I said to him, you can divorce me if you want, which again was just another defense mechanism, yeah. <laughs> uh, which now we know, but back then you couldn't tell me I have defenses. Like what? Defenses. But his answer to that were eight words that changed my life. He said to me, why would I do that? You're my wife. Exactly. I wish they could see the expression on our faces <laughs> right now. <laughs> If you're listening to the podcast, I have tears in my eyes and I made a very like pouty face. What a, (laughs) what a sweet thing for him to say. And that is life-changing. And that's just the, that's the absolute epitome of grace. Just, he just poured grace out on you, you know, and I believe, I understand very much because I believe that when you are in, that when God, when you when you align yourself in a marriage, that I think that's why all of these issues can come to the surface because God put you together with the person that will allow you to grow together. That can, you know, you said you kind of came under a microscope and I just believe that that happens. I think that's one of the reasons marriage is feels hard. You know what I mean? Because where he allows that to be the place where the things that need to be reshaped can be reshaped within that marriage relationship. And I too had a very, very wrong and skewed, uh, vision of what I thought marriage was supposed to be. I thought marriage was supposed to make me happy and marriage was supposed to make me fulfilled and marriage was supposed to make me all these things. And, you know, it's, I think one of the books I'm going to write in the future is your happiness in your marriage is none of your business because it's really not what it's about. You know what I mean? It's not, it's, it's a really, and I mean that, you know, jokingly, but really we go into it with this totally wrong vision. And then when you're not being served, you're like, I'm not getting what I need. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I can't remember his name right now. Oh gosh, it's not coming to me, but he does a marriage um, series. And one of the things he said, which really started shifting the tide for me was that 
marriage is not so much about being happy. It's about becoming holy. Mm, Yes. (laughs) Amen to that. Yeah. Yeah. And this is not to say that we cannot experience happiness in our marriage. Absolutely not. But it's not the primary purpose. Like I think that especially in the culture that we're in, we like you said, what are you going to do? You get married and you have this thing because of the media and the stories, you know, that you come together as this couple and then boom, all of your dreams come true. And then you come together with this person who has their own issues and problems and they were raised a certain way and all these things. And you're like, what just happened? Yeah. <laughs> this is yeah. hard and... <laughs> This is not the blissful thing that I, you know, that I had been told all my life that I was waiting to reach this point. But, but the, the, the unit of marriage is such a beautiful expression of Christ's love. And what your husband did for you in saying that was he just, that was the ultimate expression of who Christ is. He just poured grace and mercy out on you. And isn't that disarming? Oh, I mean, where was I going to go with that? I already gave him the option to reject me right? Because that's basically what I was doing. I could not receive, yeah, I couldn't receive the level of love that my husband was offering. And so my excuse for that was, okay, well, divorce me, get me out of here. Because then what it meant for me was that I would need to grow. I would need to take a look at myself. And when he said, why would I do that? You're my wife. Like you said, one, it disarmed me, but two, it also caused me to start looking deeper and ask myself, okay, number one, who does this man see that I can't even see? Who's the woman that he has allowed himself to get to know that I don't even know? And who do I need to become so that I could be aligned with those things? And that's really what started the social recharge, what I call now the social recharge. It was that personal journey of deep inner healing and professional, I'm I'm sorry, not professional, deep inner healing and personal growth. Well, I will tell you that um, God has perfectly positioned you. You're exactly where you're supposed to be. And I, and I believe, you know, I, I feel, I feel for people when they, I've been through, we all go through stuff, right. And I feel for people that are in the midst of the muck, but it's, it kind of makes me excited because like you, you took all these things that were so hard, but you used them. And I, I personally believe that's the point of it all. <laughs> like yeah. It's the point of it all. We're not, you know, you don't have a testimony if you walk through life unscathed and never having to grow or go through anything or learn anything. You're, you have nothing to offer to people that are in the midst of it. So people like you who've experienced thing after thing after thing, and instead of just giving up, you, you leaned in, you leaned in and, and it's such a powerful testimony. So I know that you are just impacting women's lives greatly. And it's been a blessing to be able to do that. When I, when everything started, every, it was so organic because <laughs> it was extremely organic and it started with me being confident enough to own my story so that I could overcome my story. And this is part of the framework that I, I, I work with, uh, with other women on helping them own certain aspects of their story, not to just say, okay, well, yeah, this happened and I accept it. It's not just about accepting it and being seated in whatever, um, disempowering, uh, areas that it, it, it ends up producing, but more that overcoming that being able to say, yeah, 
this is what this is, but here's how I am not going to allow it to define me. Here's how I'm going to apply what God says about who I am, the truth of who I am, my uncompromised identity in Christ, uh, so that I can overcome these things. And so it started with my husband just being so proud of me and sharing Mm -hmm all that God did in my life. And I remember coming home from whether we went to a banquet, a gala, or even in church, sometimes he would talk. And I would say to him, what are you doing? This is not your story to tell. This is my story. (laughs) But, (laughs) and my husband is an open book. So, I mean, he will tell it exactly like it is. And there were so many things that um, he covered me on but essentially, he was so pleased with what God did. You, you, mm-hmm. He just had to share it. And then one time he, uh, you know, I, I would say that to him all the time. And one time he said to me, has it ever occurred to you that you're not as healed as you say you are? <laughs> again, again, this man comes and just calls it out. <laughs> and I said to him, well, how dare you? I am just fine. It's just nobody's business. And he said to me, Well, I've never heard of somebody who was thirsty, who found a well and knew exactly where Mm. to find the water and saw so many people out there thirsty, looking for water and wouldn't open her mouth and tell them where the water is. (laughs) Well, wow. That's powerful. And there's adorable. Yes, there beginneth the story of the social recharge. And so again, I thought, wow, okay, God, you did this work in my life. You transformed me from the inside out. You completely shifted my view of myself, my view of the world, my view of who I am, where I be, you know, where how to stand in my place of power and own it, right? But I still wasn't owning it completely because the next step is you take that, uh, that insight, and you bring it external so that other people can experience that, right? Um, and I just started sharing. And from sharing, it began with people calling me up, sending me DMs, asking me like, whoa, how did you? And all of the tell me how questions. Yeah. And I would just share freely. You know, the Bible says, freely you have received, so freely you must give. Um, and People organically started inviting me to speak at their church, to speak at their ladies' uh, workshops, their sisterhood events. And and I would, again, just freely go, share, do uh, all of that with them. And in 2017, in the midst of working on my master's, <laughs> I'm telling you, a lot of stuff going on, right? Uh, but I was, I was one year into uh, grad school and I just had some time with the Lord and really also doing some deep reflection as well. And it just, it just became ever so evident to me that the time was now and God had already given me the name, the social recharge through my journaling. And, and I just said, okay, this is what it is, the social recharge. And, and, and my focus has been on women, specifically women who are like, that alpha type personality. So they're always carrying all the burdens. They're always the one leading. They're the one with the answers. They're the go-to person. But then 
they secretly and silently at three o'clock in the morning, they're up trying to figure it out for themselves, trying to, <laughs> right? While they're, while they're being Mother Teresa to everybody, they're Medusa to themselves, which is something I always say I was. I was out there being Mother Teresa to everybody, but just Medusa to myself. And so, so God really has been at the center of it. Um, but I know that we can't just, you know, Faith is amazing, but faith without works, faith without action is, is dead. And so, so I've asked the Lord, God, show me exactly how you want me to position the work that you want me to do with women. Um, and so because I have a background in mental health, there was that natural move to mindset, um, mindset shifting. And a lot of it is rooted and grounded in the beliefs that we allow life circumstances, situations, disappointments, rejections, all of these things that we allow to just kind of be our safety net. Um, And the beautiful thing about having an action plan with a safety net is that it keeps you protected. Yeah. But, But when it comes to growth, when the time comes for that discomfort that is only going to produce growth and exponential growth in our lives, it's so easy to coil back into that safety net. And, and unfortunately, that keeps us from experiencing the true potential and the abundance that God has already given us. He's given us permission to, to have and to step into it. Uh, so that's really what the social re, uh, recharge is all about. Yeah. It's amazing. And so, okay, I know people are listening going, I need that. So tell (laughs) everybody that's either watching or listening how to connect with you. Where are you on social media? How do they find you? Okay, so you can find me at any of the two handles, Katura Rosado, K-E-T-U-R-A-H-R-O-S-A-T-O, or you can find me at The Social Recharge. I would prefer you go directly to Katura Rosado, whether it's on Instagram or Facebook, or even my website, katurarosado.com, because then that's really the hub where you're going to get to know me, the person, the programs, the coaching, the uh, transitional uh, and transformational journeys that I'm right now unleashing or unco- you know, unearthing for, for women. Uh, so you can do that. You can find me there. Um, if it's okay with you and you can edit this part out if, if, you know, I'm not editing but, I, it. <laughs> but I am, I am right now, um, launching a new, I don't want to say new, but just another, another aspect of the social recharge. And this is the momentum woman. Um, and with the momentum woman, I really want women to just enjoy the gifts that God has given to them in every facet and in every capacity. So we're working right now on, and I don't know when this, this episode is going to be released, but depending on when it's released, I'm either getting ready to launch uh, or relaunch a challenge and it's called the Slay in Your Lane Challenge. Okay. Mm. (laughs) When are you launching it? So the Slay in Your Lane Challenge starts on July 27th. 
and it's going all the way through the 30th. So July 27th through July 30th um, is when the Slay in Your Lane challenge is happening. Now, I will be relaunching it a couple of weeks later, five, six weeks later. Um, so if they miss the challenge on the 27th, they can still just go to KaturaRosado.com um, to find out when the next date is going to be. Um, you do it ongoing? Yeah, it's going to be ongoing. Okay. This is actually going to be the, the the beta launch of the challenge, which leads into them learning about different opportunities to work with me. Um, but but it will be ongoing every six to eight weeks. Yeah. Amazing. And so if you're listening to this and you are driving or working out or walking, don't worry. All of her information <laughs> will be in the show notes. I'll have her social media links, her website, so that you can connect with her. If you're watching this on YouTube, just right below in the details, you'll have all of her information as we want you to connect with her and have this life-changing transformation that she is going to help you walk through. You are you are a phenomenal woman. Oh, thank you. As are you, my dear lady. You are one phenomenal woman yourself. I'm so, so happy that we got connected. I don't think this is the end. I would love to talk to you about uh, something that we do at GPA called Featured Coaches. So we'll have to talk about that after the recording. But you're just a phenomenal woman, you and your, I feel like your journey literally is just starting. I feel like it's you're at the beginning. Yeah, yeah, it, and that's that's the thing with God. You know, the Bible tells us He takes us from faith to faith and from glory to glory. And sometimes we go through different phases in our lives, and it feels like, yeah, it can't get any better or worse than this. <laughs> and then God sweeps us away and shows us that, hey. I just took you over this journey and here comes another one, right? Yep. Um, what's his name? Torin Wells. I believe it's Torin Wells. He has a song in the chorus. It says, on the mountain, I will bow my eyes to the one who set me there. Mm. In the valley, I will lift my eyes to the one who sees me there. Wow. When I'm standing on the mountain, I didn't get there on my own. When I'm walking through the valley, I know I'm not alone, right? And love him. And so I thank you for that. Yeah, yeah. It's just starting. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for taking the time and um, reach out to her. Allow all of the things that she has walked through to help you walk through them. And what you're doing is so important. And I appreciate you. So thank you so much for taking the time to be here with us. Thank you. Thank you so, so very much. I never cease to be amazed at the amazing women that come to the Girl Power Alliance podcast. What a superstar that woman is. Make sure you connect with her. And by the way, the Bloom Summit is one week away. Did you know that? Have you registered yet? Head over to thebloomsummit.com and get registered. We have seven phenomenal women who are going to be sharing live some remarkable talks I know the topics, I know what's going to be shared with you guys, and I am telling you, it is going to be a transformational weekend on a level to that maybe I've never experienced before at an event like that. It's uh, live virtual, and you're not going to want to miss it, so head over there. And if you are already a member of Girl Power Alliance, then you have access to this summit um, as one of the perks of your membership. If you'd like to be a part of our Girl Power Alliance family, all you have to do is go to girlpoweralliance.com and become a member. We have some amazing things that we do every single month and more things coming because I will tell you what, God is just not done. He's not done with you. He's not done with me. He's not done with us. 
And as women, this is our time. There has never been a time like this in history. And the world is waiting for you to step up, step out, and become the person that God intended you to be. If you need encouragement, if you need equipping, if you need help, (laughs) we're here. We're here to empower you to be that woman. At Girl Power Alliance, one thing is for sure, this is where women grow.